Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Tuesday. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Monday. Um, Nationals' chances in the election? Uh, what about the idea of the Greens' uh, wealth tax, even though Labor says we're not having it? Are we going to have it if the Greens get in? Uh, Marcus's thoughts on that first uh, test, that first Blitterslow test. And then uh, for this uh, upcoming one, uh, the Eden Park's no longer going to be called Eden Park. What is it going to be called? We'll find out at the end of the pod. But at the beginning of the pod, uh, maybe this election's a foregone conclusion, given that uh, 1.1 million of us have already voted. So you reckon there's about 2.4, 2.5 million voters yep. in this country? Yep. yep. Of which, of which, what was it? What was it? Young, 400,000, 600,000. 600,000 under yeah. 39, between 18 and 39. Oh, this okay. is registered. This oh, wow. is registered voters yeah. from the electoral commission. So even if all of the 600,000 vote yes for cannabis. You've got to get, you know, quite a lot of the over 40s, don't you? Yeah, okay. And that's why you believe the uh, legalised cannabis, cannabis uh, will not go through because yeah. the older people will seek sense and, yeah. the, and they will defeat the younger people. Uh, there's yeah. a, I think there might be a flaw in your logic uh, in that uh, the older people are more, are more likely to be potheads than the younger people. Yes, I know that. But also, <laughs> Andrew, I yeah. think on euthanasia, it may pass. Mainly because the over 40s, everybody knows somebody, you know, with cancer or... So I think that's 50-50 at the moment. And apparently a latest poll also said cannabis was falling. You know, the polls were showing that there was less support. Well, I was chatting, uh, interestingly enough, I was chatting to a 40-something-year-old (laughs) ex-pothead. Yeah. You know, uh, in her youth, she was uh, fond of... Fond of having a bit of fun on a Friday and a Saturday night and all that sort of thing, and I would have thought that she was automatically a yes voter. And, and was she, she? No, she wasn't. She said she was no. And I said, why? And she said, well, I went to San Francisco, and yep. when I got off the plane, basically, and went into town, the entire city stunk of skunk. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, so all the eligible people in my house have already voted, um, and yet two of those people still are arguing about the cannabis debate. And I don't know why, because they've both already voted. And I don't know what they're hoping to achieve with the argument. And it's really boring. And I wish we could just, I don't know, talk about the rugby. Maybe we will just talk about the rugby next week after the election's happened. Nationals failed. If ever a party smacked of boomerism and outdated profile, it's the current Nats. The infighting they haven't managed to stop, the leaking, the undermining of their leader, who, to be fair to Judith has worked her butt off and thrown everything at it. But I can't help think she's been undermined every step of the way. She's been surrounded by lightweights, from the bad advice early on to tone herself down, to missing accurate timings for key diary appointments, to the dropkicks in her caucus who still think it's advantageous to leak and to whine. They look shambolic. And for that reason alone, they don't deserve to win. They haven't proved anything, and they needed to. They needed to look fit to govern, cohesive, and a solid alternative to a party big on buzzwords and short on delivery. Labour, a party arguably more stacked with lightweights, has been smart enough to keep them all at arm's length. Anyone seen Phil Twyford? Calvin Davis? David Clark? This campaign? Me neither. It's Jacinda, 24-7. She's hanging on every billboard and every mall. She's all over your social media feed. And if she isn't, her media-savvy fiancé is. She's all the places National isn't. If the budgets for campaign marketing are the same, Labour wins for spending theirs more wisely in better places. It's saturation coverage, and that's before we get 
of course, to the adoring media. How can Judith compete with that? She has given it her best shot. I genuinely feel sorry for her. She needs the Denise Lees of this world like a hole in the head. But the big winner out of all of this, Chris Luxon. He'll be making mental notes here, I'm sure. Who to surround yourself with, who not to. How to play a campaign, how much advice to take, how much you trust your gut, how to unite a caucus. I don't doubt that he will be raring to go as soon as he gets the opportunity. So, yeah, it sounds like Kate's written off National's chances this election anyway. Um, So, bummer for them. Now, uh, Jacinda Ardern came in and spent two hours in here uh, with Mike Hosking yesterday morning, and uh, Mike got her to promise there'd be no new taxes of any kind whatsoever. This is in spite of the fact that her potential coalition partner, the Green Party, pretty keen on that wealth tax. And there seemed to be a real fear that they would have too much say in a future government. What they had to say, you seem to think, was barking mad. And that it was just crazy stuff. That it was you know, heading down the path of communism, that it would, that it would halt productivity, that it would mean that... New Zealand would be going backwards. What is it about the Greens that you fear the most? Do you believe that Labour will have to concede? They might go into an election saying this will not happen. As we well know, once you enter into discussions to form a government, you have to give and take. In the wake of the COVID lockdowns and this mad kind of restructuring of of the way we live, is this an opportunity to do things differently, as Rod Oram argues? That, in fact, rather than fearing the Greens, we should be embracing them. Well, of course, um, now that we're all uh, in level one, we can go around embracing politicians, of course. Are the Greens the cuddliest? They probably are, aren't they? They say, which... That's a, that, I guess that's a different question to who you would vote for. Who would you be most likely to just give a hug to? Did that girl come up and hug Jacinda Ardern yesterday? Do you think she was a plant? I reckon she was a plant. They, they probably gave her that doll she was carrying in exchange for running up and hugging her. Very cynical Glenn ZB. Uh, what did Marcus make of the first test? I still can't believe it didn't sell out in Wellington. I thought, I didn't really, we had people hanging around. I, you know, I'm going to say it. I thought the anthems were lacklustre. Would it have killed them to wheel out Ainsley? She's always good at Athletic Park, or whatever it's called. Now, I thought she should have been there, and I thought it missed something because of that. You know what I don't like? I don't like when the guy starts the anthem and then adjusts his earpiece. To me, that looks like they haven't had a rehearsal. And I can't work out why that... As soon as I look at that, I think, well, who's running this event? But anyway, so there's that. But yeah, I think it's... I don't mind... I don't mind what sport I watch as long as it's exciting. And as long as right till the end it can go... I don't even care who wins, as long as it's close and it's a spectacle. And that's the best rugby match we've had for a long, 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 long time. And it was long! And that was good in the pocket and the drop goal and that kick that went all the way and hit the post. Brilliant. Faultless. Yeah, and that guy with the show pony did the dive and missed the ball and 
that got Twitter going, and I thought someone was going to do him like do um, tweets about him voting and missing the box with his tick, but no one did. But that was something they could have done. Oh no, I thought it was marvellous. So I'm very excited about that. So finally, there is some sport, and I'd kind of forgotten that the rest of the world cannot do sport like that because of COVID. So yeah, we did well. Should have sold out, but I'm excited about next week as well. Um, we'll come to that in just a moment. Uh, Marcus is so right about the earpiece thing. How often do you see performers pulling out one earpiece just after they start singing? It's so weird, and it's and I'm confused because I mean I'm sort of a I guess you could loosely call me a sound guy. I've and I've I've done events and things, and you do a sound check. And don't get me wrong, I have no problem with somebody only having one monitor in and then leaving one out so you can get a, an idea of how everything sounds. That's fine, I get that. But Marcus is right. Surely you know that that's going to be the case when you did the sound check earlier on in the day. And then suddenly you're there in the moment when everybody's actually watching and you go, oh no, it's not really working for me. Very odd. I'm just going to finish up here... Uh, like I said, Marcus alluded to uh, the, the forthcoming test at Eden Park, but it won't be Eden Park. It'll be Cooper's Catch Park instead, apparently. How excited are you about this? Oh, I'm very, very excited. Just um, letting you know my wife, Natasha, is here as well. Hello. Oh, is, oh hello, Natasha. How excited are you? Uh, pretty excited. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So what, what exactly does this mean for you guys? I mean, does this mean that all the commentators and whatnot are going to be saying your shop's name on air? Um, I think so. I've already been asked that question. I'm not 100% sure, but technically, yes. <laughs> and potentially yes. all around the world as well. Yes, yes. I mean, and even the signage that's um, been going up today, um, you know, the, the, stand, the stadium is filled with our, our signage, our logo. It's crazy, absolutely you, crazy. What, was your, what, what did you think when you saw all of that signage up? We... We just did all the whole situation because um, up until three or four days ago, we knew nothing about any of this. Um, it's just it's just come about. You know, ASB um, were kind of misleading us. They thought they were kind of letting on that we were uh, as part of a um, um, you know, share and all back marketing campaign, and that we were kind of in the running for that. Mm. Um, so they kept it a, kept it all hush hush and. Uh, Little did we know there were a lot of people working behind the scenes to make it all happen. This is all very good, but I do feel that they're going to be somewhat overexposed after this. I mean, imagine the queues at that fish and chip shop. Now everybody knows about it. It's. They're not going to be able to. Unless everybody in Kaikoura goes and works for them and they expand, it's going to be a nightmare. Nobody's going to. I wouldn't go there. I'd find out where the other fish and chip shop is in Kaikoura and go there. And less of a queue, less of a wait. I mean, good on them, but... I'm Glenn ZB. Uh, that's been News Talk ZB for Tuesday. I'll see you back here again uh, tomorrow. No waiting. Uh, you get it straight away, as soon as it's published.